Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, November 25th. As we enter the holiday season, stores in San Isidro are trying to make a comeback after the pandemic. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. COVID vaccines are still not required for San Diego Unified students. Earlier this week, a state appellate court upheld the San Diego Superior Court judge ruling last year. Although students must receive some vaccines for in-person learning, only the state can require COVID vaccines without personal exemptions. The ruling came from a lawsuit filed against the district by the group Let Them Choose. The group disagreed with the district's proposed COVID vaccine mandate. 80,000 travelers are expected to pass through the San Diego airport through Sunday, traveling for the holiday. Construction redesigning Terminal 1 has added to traffic on what's considered to be the busiest travel days of the year. Sabrina Lopiccolo is with the San Diego Airport Authority. The only available parking we have is the Terminal 2 parking plaza. We do have valet options available at Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. Other considerations would be to have your friends or family drop you off or take public transit. Airport officials also recommend the free shuttle services that run between the airport and the Old Town Transit Center. And just a reminder, CHP is increasing its enforcement this holiday weekend to crack down on DUIs. Also, there will be more San Diego County Sheriff's deputies on duty through the weekend. All available officers are patrolling county freeways and roads until late Sunday night. County officials say if you see an impaired driver, call 911 or the Sheriff's Department. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The holiday shopping season is make-or-break time for San Isidro's retail businesses. But KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis spoke to locals who say they are still recovering from the pandemic. Two weeks ago, Governor Gavin Newsom took a statewide victory lap. California has now fully recovered all jobs that were lost to the pandemic-induced recession, the governor declared in a press release sent out to newsrooms throughout the state. But that little bit of news didn't land very well in San Isidro where more than 200 stores closed and thousands lost their jobs during the pandemic. Jason Wells is the CEO of the San Isidro Chamber of Commerce. Unfortunately, that's not the case here in, in San Isidro. We lost over 2,000 jobs during the pandemic. Um, those jobs have not miraculously come back. All businesses were impacted in one way or another by the pandemic. But San Isidro and other places that depend on cross-border commerce were crushed. This is mainly because of the harsh restrictions on border crossings implemented by the Trump administration and continued by President Biden. 
Jimena Villaseñor Martinez is the International Business Affairs Coordinator for the San Diego Regional Chamber of Commerce. She says the entire region's economy was badly hurt. So this is shown from the decrease of having an estimated impact of $428 million in 2019 and barely reached $85 million by July of 2021. Biden lifted the restrictions by late 2021, but by then, too much damage had already been done. And local companies have struggled with their workforce showing late for work and delaying production and shipping times, which then increases the costs and have them losing clients. And sometimes they even decide to move out of a region or just stop investing in San Diego itself. In San Isidro, Wells says that retail sales figures are still below what they were before the pandemic, and wait times at the border remain high due to staffing shortages at Customs and Border Protection. All of this likely means another tough holiday shopping season. Yeah, look, I mean, over a third of our businesses make their their overall net profit for the year during between November 20th and January 6th. Um, th- th- this is extremely crucial. Making things even worse is the continued closure of the Pedwest border crossing. This is important because people used to walk directly from this border crossing to Las Americas outlet malls in San Isidro. Now they have to go through the Perez border crossing, which is further away and has longer wait times. Villaseñor Martinez says the inconvenience is too much for many. There is no efficient transportation that takes you to Las Americas, so either you have to walk or either uh, you have to take a bus. Customs and Border Protection has previously said that reopening Pedwest is a top priority, but no one knows when that will actually happen. The agency did not respond to a KPBS request for comment. Elsewhere in San Isidro, vacant stores and four rent listings are grim signs of the slow recovery. Diana Salazar grew up in Tijuana. She still remembers going on shopping trips to San Isidro with her mom when she was a little girl. Well, it's pretty sad because uh, to see how San Isidro used to be in a pretty crowded uh, community, and now this boulevard is pretty lonely. They just come here to the bank or the pill box um, businesses. She started working at the Chamber of Commerce during the pandemic. Her role was to try to help businesses get grants and loans to avoid closing. It's pretty sad to see how many businesses just closed uh, thanks to the pandemic. The San Isidro Chamber of Commerce created a recovery plan to help struggling businesses. They even asked city and county officials to help fund the plan. Wells says that County Supervisor Nora Vargas's office contributed $300,000, but Mayor Todd Gloria's staff did not respond to his plea for aid. Well, it, unfortunately, it's something we're used to. Uh, we often say we're part of the city of San Diego, the forgotten part. In response to questions from KPBS, Gloria's office said that Wells sent his funding request too late, but they said that San Isidro businesses can still apply for a small business grant program. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. The threat of a bluff collapse in San Clemente in late September stopped passenger rail service between San Diego and anywhere north of Del Mar. KPBS reporter Thomas Fudge says service is still not restored. In September, planning officials said San Diegans should expect passenger train service on Amtrak's coastal line to stop for at least 60 days as the problem is fixed. Hassan Ikrada is the executive director of the San Diego Association of Governments. He now says his hope and expectation is that rail service will indeed resume next month. 
And people write me and text me and email me and say, what are you doing? Why I can't take the train to go Los Angeles and, and further north? Ikrata says the ultimate solution will be moving the tracks inland, which will require federal funding. Last Friday, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visited San Diego. Local officials tried to impress upon him the importance of maintaining service on the nation's second busiest rail corridor. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Several months after the San Diego County's Emergency Rental Assistance Program ended, Thousands of people are facing eviction. This week, residents staged a protest in a county building. iNewsource reporter Danielle Dawson has more. Last month, iNewsource reported that San Diego County approved thousands of applications for emergency rental assistance without knowing if funding would be available. On Tuesday, activists with the Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment staged a sit-in protest at the county's Housing and Community Development Services building, calling on officials to address problems like this with the ERA program that left thousands of renters in the region facing eviction. Those there blamed the state and county for not effectively carrying out the ERA program while it lasted, as issues like lack of funding to meet demand, inconsistent communication from caseworkers, and vague denials for applications made relief difficult to access for those that needed it. County officials said in an email that they understand the message from the sit-in action and are ready to fund more applications should money become available. However, it's not clear if any will. With almost all eviction protections having ended, advocates warn that a housing instability crisis is beginning, something which could impede county efforts to address homelessness. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource reporter Danielle Dawson. iNewsource is an independently funded, nonprofit partner of KPBS. Coming up, some local events to ring in the winter holidays. We'll have that story and more just after the break. Stay close. Hey, 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 this is Parker Edison, host of the Parker Edison Project on KPBS. The cool thing about joining KPBS is you make one simple donation, and that money ripples into supporting everything else you see and hear on KPBS, including podcasts like this one you're listening to right now, making a place for fresh voices and perspectives to be heard. And that's music to my ears. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click that blue Give Now button, and donate what you can, all right? Thanks. A local photographer is making it his duty to take the portraits of World War II veterans. KPBS reporter Melissa May tells us how you can get a look at his collection. Inside Nelson Photo and Video in Point Loma, you'll find the portraits of local World War II veterans. For retired Navy chief photographer Mickey Strand, taking these photos is a calling, just like the one answered by the men and women in his Veterans Portrait Series. They're going to see 25 people who answered the call when our country needed them the most. When our country called upon them to sign a check, including a bottom line that might include their life, these are 25 heroes who signed that check and went off to war 
and kept our country from falling. Strand's exhibit will be on display at Nelson Photo and Video until the end of the month. Melissa May, KPBS News. You may be aware of December Nights and The Grinch, but there are countless events and performances in the region to help us ring in the winter holidays. KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans joined KPBS's Maureen Cavanaugh with other event recommendations happening in San Diego next month. All right, so first, there's a Hanukkah-themed art walk stop in La Jolla. What do you know about Yiddishland, California? Yeah, Yiddishland, California just opened about a year ago. It's a cultural center and a hub for Jewish culture. It's in the heart of La Jolla, run by the group Yiddish Arts and Academics Association of North America. And they're having a Hanukkah-themed event on the La Jolla First Friday Art Walk. So you can buy some Hanukkah-themed Judaica, which means Jewish ceremonial art and objects used in rituals and traditions. And the art walk also marks the opening of an exhibition at Yiddishland. This is by painter Miriam Libhaber. She was born in Mexico City and has a background studying architecture, which is pretty evident in her work. There's lots of urban landscapes, and you can see that influence in there. So this event, it's part of La Jolla's first Friday art walk, so there will be plenty to see elsewhere throughout the La Jolla Village area. Most of the galleries will be open as well, so Quint, Be Free, Thumbprint Gallery, you can hit those up as well. The art walk is Friday, December 2nd from 4 to 7 o'clock, and Hanukkah this year begins on December 18th and runs through December 26th. Well, next there's a spin on the traditional Nutcracker, a ballet inspired by Mexican culture from A Step Beyond. Tell us about El Alabrije. Yeah, this is a reimagining of the Nutcracker Ballet. It's inspired by the culture of Mexico and in pre-Hispanic Mexican culture, and Alebrije is a spirit guide. And it's also used for these carved and painted animal figurines that represent them. And the term Alebrije has also come to mean imaginary or fantasy. So it's kind of a fascinating connection to the Nutcracker there. This is an outdoor show at Kit Carson Amphitheater in Escondido. And there's just the one performance on December 10th in the evening. They have a huge cast. There's over 150 students from the ballet school performing. The story, the costumes, and the props are all kind of transformed into the Mexican tradition, but the music is the traditional Tchaikovsky. And if we're also looking for a traditional nutcracker, what do you recommend? Honestly, there are so many nutcrackers, you really can't go wrong. But if you want to go all out for the quintessential experience, Scripps Performing Arts Academy will host a holiday tea and a holiday brunch nutcracker performances. That's at the Fairmont Grand in Del Mar. The tea is Friday the 23rd and the brunch is Saturday the 24th. That's Christmas Eve. And the San Diego Ballet is also doing a Nutcracker Tea Party in Liberty Station. That's Sunday, December 18th. The San Diego Symphony's Noel Noel program returns to the shell. What do you know about this? 
So Noel Noel is a mixture of storytelling and holiday music, and they're doing a whole new story, a whole new script this year. So if you've been in the past, this one will feel new. It's conducted by Christopher Dragon from the Wyoming Symphony, and there'll be performances from the San Diego Symphony, the San Diego Master Chorale, and the San Diego Children's Choir. There's three shows, December 9th through the 11th, and it's all outdoors at the Shell. More music now. The San Diego Gay Men's Chorus performs year-round, but they are especially busy during the holidays. Tell us about their production, Jingle. Yeah, this is the annual holiday show from the San Diego Gay Men's Chorus, and it is a kickoff to their 38th season. So it's a big night for them, and it also celebrates how integral music, in particular song, is to how we celebrate the holidays. They'll be performing some classics, some holiday classics, and also music from Eric Whitaker, The Temptations, James Taylor, and more. And this is also the second show from their new artistic director, Dr. Charles Beale. There's two performances, December 10th at 8 p.m., and then a matinee on the 11th at 3. And this is at the Balboa Theater downtown. You can also find the chorus at a bunch of other holiday-themed events around town next month, including at December nights. That was KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. You can find details on all of the winter holiday events on our special calendar at kpbs.org slash winterholidays. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmeline Mohebi. We'd like to also thank KPBS web producer Lara McCaffrey and editor Nick McVicker for helping us out. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. <laughs>